you found us. This is the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Welcome. All right. Well, welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. I'm Linda Bruno. Um, Trying to chill out a little bit and relax. The weather here in New York has been super crap. It has been just cloudy. Um, But I'm lucky enough to have uh, a guest with me who's also in a cold environment up in Canada. And it's uh, marketing guru, Mark Scott. Hello. Yeah, the weather here is super crap too. So we've... (laughs) But I mean, you said you're in in New York? I'm in New York. Yeah, so you're like literally right across the border from me. So, you know, we're sharing the same crap weather. That's just... (laughs) It's frustrating, though. It's like dreary. You see it every day. You're like, enough already. I know. I've been sick for so long, and my wife keeps saying, get vitamin D. I'm like, well, tell the sun to shine, for crying out loud. Like, (laughs) we haven't seen the sun since October. How do you want me to get vitamin D? Yeah, so you're going through this, like, unfortunate cycle of illness, huh? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I I got it... uh... In the end of November, and I had it for about two and a half weeks. It got better just in time for the holidays, so I was grateful that I was able to get through Christmas. But then uh, I got it again, and I had it. I was off for about two and a half weeks, Uh, and and then uh, like two days ago, back again for the third for the third round. I'm like, for the love of cheese and bacon, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't be sick every two weeks. I'm like, do you have any idea how stupid I look to my agents when I'm booking out every two weeks to be sick for another two weeks? Like. They, right. they're, they don't like I'm waiting for them to drop me at this point. Like, I know they don't take me seriously anymore. Like, <laughs> whatever this this 2022, 2023 <laughs> hybrid version of the cold flu plague is that's going on this year. And I know I'm not the uh, only one that's dealing with it either. So it's like, holy, you're not alone. You're not alone. That's that's well, what two years of of isolation gets us. We've got no immune systems left and, and now right? we're just dinked. So what are you going to do? Well, I kind of try to boost my immune system by having a cocktail from time to time. Um, I am having today something from Kingston, Jamaica, because I'm getting married in Jamaica in about six weeks. I thought maybe that was like a, a psychological play that you did with yourself to get through New York winter was to drink, uh, well, it's drink fruity <laughs> drinks or tropical <laughs> drinks from warm places and be like, screw this winter stuff. Now I'm looking forward to getting out of here uh, mid March, and so I'm like, that's it. I'm going to bring in the uh, the Jamaican rum and have a little cocktail. So I understand your favorite drink happens to be Dr Pepper. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's very seldom is there one outside of my reach. So I, I you know, <laughs> they they don't sponsor me yet, but I mean, look, if you Maybe. need an influencer, Dr Pepper, <laughs> like seriously. Now, now, does it affect your vocal cords at all? Carbonation. I, you know what? Even if it did, I don't think it would matter. <laughs> I think it just adds to the charm and the brand. <laughs> you know, there's people that sound like they smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. I sound like I drink a bottle of Dr. Pepper a day. That's. <laughs> I always worry about that. I mean, I was just talking to Brian Lee the other day, and he was at the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A, and he told me he was getting a cookies and cream milkshake. And then he was going to go, this was like at 11 o'clock in the morning, and then he was going to go voice. And then he went into the booth, and he started voicing, and he started hacking up half a lung. And I'm like, it's because of the cookies and cream now, shake. Would would I drink one in the midst of a live directed session where there's a distinct possibility that I'm going to belch at some point? No, I'm I'm right. I'm this much more mature to, than than to do that. But you know, has it impacted me? Have I have I been in self directed sessions for like really long e learning modules and 
and questioned why I had that Dr. Pepper before I started <laughs> recording and had a lot of extra yes. editing to do. You know, maybe, maybe not. I'll, I'll never tell. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Good. Well, um, you, I took one of your courses. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Um, the follow-up masterclass course. Okay, yes. Uh, because I'm really, really crappy at following up. Um, I have been my whole career, and I always relied on agents and lazy ass, you know. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yes. So, I, and I watch, I watch the video, but your your course is not one that can be done like like you're watching something else at the same time, or you can't work on anything else. You have to like focus on your course. It's like a really good Netflix show. Because um, you have to take notes. I take notes. I'm like typing notes out. I want to make sure that people are feeling like they're they're getting solid value for their investment, right? I, there's there's a lot of stuff that's out there that is like you know 75% fluff and rah rah and, and crap and 25% good content. I want to give you 90% good content and maybe 10% fluff and and rah rah or you know 100% right. good content. Hopefully, but you got to always leave a little bit of room for. For the extra stuff, Little. right? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I it just amazes me. So then I have to make a note of the time code <laughs> in my notes to come back to that point because then I'll have to go record something or do something. But I have to say, it's filled. It's just filled with really valuable information. Um, so, did you start as a voice actor, or did you start in marketing, or how? What was your beginning? Where were your beginnings? Ah, uh, like so many others, I'm uh, I'm a recovering radio guy. I uh, ah. you know I. I I suffered my final corporate downsize in uh, in 2011 and said that that was it. I, I, the exact words as I was being uh, escorted out of the building because it's just policy that we escort you out of the building was from <laughs> now course. on, the only idiot I answered to is me. Uh, and, and I didn't know exactly what that meant at the time, but it felt like a really good final parting shot as I was on my way out the door. <laughs> Uh, you know, I sat around in, in my underwear and felt sorry for myself for a few months and, and then realized that in the midst of all of that, I mean, I had always done voiceover on the side or, you know, for a number of years I had done voiceover on the side, but that voiceover money kept coming in and, and kept mm. helping to make sure that the rent was getting paid. And, and, you know, there just, there came a point when I was like, maybe I can do something with this. Maybe, maybe yeah. if I actually, you know, give it a legitimate effort and, and try to turn it into le a legitimate business. I can actually make it into a legitimate business. And so uh, 2012 was uh, the first year that I, I decided, like, that was my first year, full year, full time, where I was like, I'm going to see what I can make happen with this. So backtrack into the radio, what format? Uh, geez, I did uh, I did adult contemporary a lot. I did uh, top 40 for a while. I worked uh, contemporary Christian radio for a while. Uh, I, I worked in country radio. So I, I did, a, I did no. a few different things. I have heard... <laughs> Enough Phil Collins and Elton John and Celine Dion to, to last me six lifetimes at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hosted Long Island Love Songs for about three years. So Wind Beneath My Wings, yeah. you know, stab my eye yeah. a few times there's, there's, with that. There's only, so many, there's only so many times that you can listen to some of those songs. And that is not yeah. a knock. Phil Collins is a legend, but like seriously. No, and even after all this time, too, I can't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. I got fired from, well, we all got fired. I was in smooth, smooth jazz radio in New York City. And they fired 43 of us in a conference call. Oh, nice. And yeah, it was like, you know, and the morning show guy had been there 27 years. And they literally fired him alongside me, the part timer. 
um, and 43 of us, hey, at 3 o'clock today, we're switching to a new format so everybody can reapply for your jobs, need to contact us, security has to come so you can get your headphones. And one by one, people were dropping off the call. And I thought, this is freaking brutal. It was the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly, to get fired. Well, and, and so for me, I was, I was on a date. Uh, I was I was at the uh, Falls View Casino in Niagara Falls. It was uh, it was a Saturday night, and a bunch of my radio colleagues started sending me messages and saying, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "I don't know what's going on. I'm at the <laughs> casino. I'm having dinner at the buffet. What's going on?" And they're like, "So and so posted that he's starting the drive show on Monday. Are what what's going on?" I'm like, okay. "I have no idea." <laughs> So I called my boss on Saturday night, like, I don't know, it was like 8 or 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night or something. I'm like, so what's going on? He's like, we're going to talk on Monday. I said, no, we're going to talk tomorrow. Gonna talk You're going to meet me at the office. And so I I came to the office and, and found out what was going on. And, and what really did it for me, though, was I had only been in the job for about six months. And when I came in, I came in like three weeks before ratings started. And mm. so they told me don't worry about this book. Like we understand the circumstances are crazy and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so you're not going to be judged and everything's going to be fine. So I come in, I give them number one across the board, like literally every single possible category, number one. And then I still end up losing my job. And I'm like, if I can (laughs) deliver number one and still not have job security, this is, this is not Mm -hmm. an industry that I want to be a part of anymore. It just, Somewhere no. along the line, the consultants took over and it just stopped being fun. I mean, I started when the the first full-time job that I had in radio, we were live 24-7. Mm, like, that mm-hmm. tells you so. Like, when does that yes. ever happen, right? Like, we were legitimately live 24-7, records and CDs and reels. Splicing and, tape. And, Did you splice? Yes, yeah. tapes. Yep. And, and Right? Like Me and, too. And, Carts. And you had to be on your game constantly. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then the computers came and then you didn't really have to be on your game anymore. You just, yeah. and, and then the consultants came and they said, the only thing people want to hear from you is a 15 second weather update twice an hour. Yep. And, and personality then, went out the window. And then, and then we got to a point where I was, my job was literally reading cue cards of, yeah. of mm-hmm. pre-written, you know, the same 12 pre-written liners over and over. And I'm like, this is I know. stupid. I would say I'm a glory. I'm a glorified button pusher. Yeah, that was know? that was it. It was like no That's wonder it. automation is taking over. And so, I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy. I enjoyed my job when I first started. The, the last station that I was at, it was actually like part of the reason why I got the job was because in my interview I said this is the station I plan to retire at. I I just wow. like this is where I wanted to get to. <laughs> this was my pinnacle. You know, keep me here for thirty years type deal. But the general manager that hired me got let go shortly after I came in. And so what, you know, uh. new general manager comes in and what does he want to do? He wants to make his mark oh, and, yeah. and write. And so clean house sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then we find out later that, you know, the station was getting ready to sell out to a, a big conglomerate. And so you got to cut the books to make the sale look more, attra- whatever. I don't know. It's radio <laughs> corporate crap, right? I like, so, I mean, I, you know, I don't miss it. I, I, I don't miss it. I don't even, I haven't listened to terrestrial radio since 2011 since I got let go I don't even listen anymore because it's just there's really no reason to. there's no yeah there's yeah. No, it's got nothing to offer anymore unfortunately no. I listen to satellite radio yep but even that's all pre-taped and you know I've become an old too. fart now I sit in the truck and listen to CNBC the live stream of CNBC like <laughs> it's like oh, how bad is that but <laughs> 
So now how did you become such a master at all the marketing stuff? Because I really sucked at it in the beginning, like really, really bad. And yeah. so, um, but I also really didn't want to get evicted from my apartment. And so what I came to realize was if I'm going to make this voiceover thing work, I'm going to have to find a way to make more money at it. And at the time, I, I like to call it the glory days of online casting, right? It, it's, it was voice one, two, three was still great. There was smart cast, but it was barely a thing. Uh, right. VDC was not considered part of an evil empire at that point. It was still, you know, a, a good, wholesome player in the game. You could make yeah. good money on casting sites if you if you played them well. And and so that was kind of what my my plan was. But I also recognized that there was a plateau, right? I, I was only going to get to a certain point doing, doing yeah. online casting. And so I, I got to a point where I started to ask myself, look, if there's... If there are these people who are coming to online casting and and they're looking for voice actors, it stands to reason that there's got to be more of these people who are looking for voice actors, but maybe they don't know about online casting. And so maybe there's a way that I can get in touch with them directly. Hmm. And so I literally started doing Google searches and I started emailing, uh, you know, sometimes 20, 30, 40 people a day. The emails were horrible. Um, the response was not great. Uh, and, and I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I, I really, I started studying entrepreneurship and, and I studied, started studying marketing and, and, and so that smart. looked like a lot of different things. That was listening to podcasts. It was reading books. It was, you know, I took a couple of classes through my community college, like some online courses and stuff like that. Like I was just doing whatever I could to try to, to get an wow. education, to figure out how to do this better. And, um, uh, you know, in about four years, I built a six-figure business and had finally started figuring out how it worked and, and decided, mm. you know, maybe I can help some other people avoid those first four really ugly years when I didn't know what I was doing and, and you know, made a fool of myself repeatedly. Yeah, but it's valuable. You know, like I said, everything that you, you teach, and I'm not just saying this because you're in front of me, it, they're, they're like juicy little gems. I mean, they're things that are applicable today. Yeah. Um, for folks. And that that is so valuable because you know, so many of us really stink at marketing or really stink, don't want to reach out, don't want to be a pain. You know, we're like, oh, I, I just want to be, I'm used to the old days of someone else taking care yep. of it for me and I just w focus on my talent, Yep. you know, and being charming, you know, but other than that, and now it's like, oh crap, now I have to, you know, extend myself out there and p potentially make a fool. But, um, yeah, I've gained a lot from the course. I haven't finished it. Like I said, I have to finish it. But um, it's so good. What I came to realize at some point was, so voice actors, we operate from the creative side of our brain. And, right. And, and the business side is literally, it's the other side of the brain. And it doesn't come as naturally. And what I found out about myself is I actually am a business brain who's trying to figure out the creative side. And so I'm not actually, I wouldn't consider myself a voice actor first. I don't operate from that creative side of my brain first. And so the business side comes really easy and really naturally to me, whereas getting in the booth and trying to do some of the acting stuff in, in certain genres is a, is a lot harder. And so yeah, I understand why voice actors don't want to do it because it's not the natural bent for your brain, right? right? You want to yeah. be in the booth. You want to be recording, performing, acting, doing that thing. You don't want to be sitting at your desk doing emails or, or social media or whatever. And so it, it, it is a little bit harder to convince yourself to do that. But at the same time, you also have to recognize that the industry has gone through multiple iterations now, and we are a long yeah. ways away 
from the glory days of, you know, Don LaFontaine yep. riding in a limo from studio to studio with agent bookings. Like, does that still right. happen for some voice actors? Yes. Is that's what's going to happen for the majority of Very us? Very few. No. If, yeah. if you want to mm-hmm. work now, the majority of your work is probably, for most voice actors, is probably going to come from you going out and actively getting it on your own. And casting sites and agents become a supplementary tool to that. Right. So what do you think? I think I'm trying to remember. You said the number, the average number of times you have to reach out to somebody is what, like seven? Yes. For them to, like, realize that you're even in existence? Yeah, seven or eight times uh, at least sometimes is is what it takes. I mean, I I gave an example in a a class that I recently taught. And this is an extreme example, but it's it's an example of what can happen. And I, I showed an actual screenshot of my inbox from the first email that I sent and all of the subsequent emails that I sent through to the first booking. And it was a nine-year time span. Wow. Nine years from the first time I reached wow. out to this person until the first time that they actually hired me. Now, again, that's an extreme example. I've got lots of other examples of, you know, two years, three years, you know, multiple communications. I've also got examples of people that I reached out to and they were the exact right person on the exact right day. And, you know, they hired me within a week. Uh, You know, every once in a while that can happen, too. But if you think about how much we are inundated with marketing messages today, like you can't avoid it. It's. It's on your phone, it's on your social media, it's in your inbox, it's on your television, it's on your radio, it's in your streaming services, it's on every website. Tracking pixels are literally following you all around the internet, and that's why when you look at that random thing on Amazon, an ad for that random thing starts popping up on every other website that you ever look at for the rest of your life, right? Like, we are inundated (laughs) with all of these messages, and because of that, it becomes harder to break through, and so it takes more... It takes more emails or more communications sometimes to get people to to pay attention and, and accept that you are real. It, I find this all so overwhelming, though, because there's so many different challenge, uh, channels and ways that you can reach out to someone. It's like, should you pick a couple and focus on that? I think that's I mean, actually the beauty of it is that there are so many ways because it means that you get to decide what works for you. And mm-hmm. so... I know voice actors who are absolutely crushing the world of cold calling, like 40% response rates on their cold calls, which is just insane. God, I can't cold call. You couldn't pay me money to do cold calling. Like It's not my thing. But that's the beauty of this. If you want a cold call, cold call. If you love using LinkedIn, you can build a business off of LinkedIn. If you are an in-person networker, and you live in a place where you have the ability to do a lot of in-person networking, you can build relationships and, and build a client base from doing in-person networking. If it's email, then then use email. Like there are so many different avenues that are available to us now that it does give you the ability to pick the ones that work best for you. And so I've okay. tried all the different forms of social media and I have found work through Twitter. I've found work through Facebook. I've found it through Instagram. I've found it through LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also decided that that LinkedIn is is my favorite place. And so I spend way more effort on LinkedIn now than I do on Twitter. But that might be dip talk to Jun Yoon, brilliant voice actor who is playing Twitter like nobody's business. Like that is his game and he's killing it on Twitter. And so that's mm-hmm. where he spends all of his time. So it really does it. 
it can feel overwhelming if you look at it as a big picture, but if you look at it as there's so many different options, let me pick the one that's best for me, all of a sudden it becomes, oh, this is actually really nice. I can play to my strengths here. Yeah. I wound up shifting things a bit because I use Nimble for my CRM. Yep. And, you know, being in this business for as long as I have, I have a ton of contacts and a ton of people in there. I mean, half of which, who who the heck knows if they're even in business yep. or the relationship is withered because I am so terrible at follow-up. So now I've gone the route of I have an assistant that helps me find production companies and, and viable contacts yep. of using the workflows Yep. To organize, like a, a solid, a, a good lead goes into this pipeline, and then I research that. Because otherwise, my head's going to explode, and then I don't want to do any of it. I just curl up into a ball and lay in the corner. That the chal- It does become more challenging the larger your database gets, because it's it's harder to keep up with people. But again, that's I want to bomb it. I want to destroy it all. Yeah. I want to start from like scratch. Well, but that's <laughs> where I say you got to prioritize then at that point, right? When The larger that your database gets, the reality is I do not churn through my entire database nearly as often as I used to back in the day. But that's because I've got such a big database now. I can spend more time focusing on just clients and just prospects and not having to worry as much about people who are leads. And so always make sure no matter what that you're prioritizing communication with your clients first. Don't let them forget you because if you let your clients forget you, you are leaving money on the table. No question. And the prospects that haven't hired you yet, but have expressed an interest, you don't want to lose contact with them either because they're the next closest thing to a a paid booking. And so if Mm -hmm. you prioritize your database that way, it becomes a lot easier to and, and a, a little less overwhelming. You know, don't look at your database and if there's 5,000 people in there, feel like you've got to constantly maintain communication with 5,000 people. I've, yeah. got, I've got several thousand people in my database, but I'm consistently maintaining communication with a few hundred because those are the okay. clients and the prospects. The other okay. leads that are in there, you know, those are the ones that I revisit when there's time or when it seems appropriate or whatever, you know, they're, they're there. It's not that I'm never contacting new people. I'm just at a point now where the, the bulk of my effort is, is on those prospects and clients. And stay tuned for the second half of my chat with Mark Scott, marketing guru, very, very soon, right here on the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.com.